Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jake Kerr. I am from Black Ink and today I am joined by Jade from Salon Sugar. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm, I'm going to start with, like myself, you're someone who is very well known in this town online mm -hmm. because of your creative ability. Yeah. So that's fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm always doing something, so it's entertaining, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I think um, I kind of got a wake-up call to it because I was talking with Riz. Actually, this would have been a couple of months ago. I was talking to Riz about, um, I forget exactly what the catalyst was, but it was something you posted. And for the, for the lack of better terms, you were dressed up or you would, you know, gone for a theme. Yeah. And I was like, this is really interesting. Like, no one else does this. And mm. Riz was like, yeah, don't you understand that she makes people look a particular way? Mm. So she's profiling what she's capable of yeah. on herself. Yeah. Yep. And that just like something something clicked and I was like, oh, of course. In turn, that that gets me out there in so many ways. But for business, it shows my capabilities, something different. Um, it's a creative outlet for me. And yeah, um, I just enjoy it as well. Yeah. Mm, I think yeah. it's cool when you like, I know I've got this thing now. I've got these pieces of equipment hmm. where I can like have a thought, I can design it, I can print it and cut it, yep. I can make something and then I can like literally just go wear that into town. I can yeah. you know, a new pair of shorts, a new shirt. And when you realize like, I think a lot of people don't realize that they have a canvas. Yeah. All the time they have a canvas yep. and the canvas changes bit by bit. Yeah. But man, like when you, ha when you flick that switch, then it makes going to the salvos a whole different experience. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, I'm the mannequin. Yeah. Let's see what I can pull off. Let's be someone else today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. It's cool. That being someone else through through the way you like change your aesthetic, I feel like that's become so like primed through uh, through like the past two years and COVID and everything. Agreed. Mm. And how you can make that aesthetic appear online. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's all very yeah. A lot has changed online with how you can perceive yourself like. That's what it is, I guess. It's, it, essentially, it's, a, it's how you want to put yourself out there. And so I feel like I've got so many variations that depends who I meet on that day and how I'm feeling. Yeah. Depends on what you're going to kind of get and the person that I'm interacting with as well. So, yeah, I like to put myself out there in different ways and different forms. Yeah, so that people know I'm versatile. Yeah, yeah. Adaptable. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course. To my environment. Do you feel like there's any limit on like, like do you do you have like three ideas or six ideas or 10 ideas you're sitting on right now that you'd love to execute? 800,000. Yeah, yeah. 800,000, even like, um, I've got to dress up for Halloween this weekend um, for work at the PAV. I've started managing the PAV on Friday nights. Okay, just for let's get to into do. that a yeah, bit later go on. Go back yeah. to that later. But um, I've got to dress up for Halloween and I've got so many ideas I'm just, I, I literally went to a couple of shops yesterday after I finished work and I was like walking around aimlessly just trying to decide, yeah. is this one going to be better? Is this one going to be better? So sometimes that's why I'll, I'll do a couple of different looks because I can't decide or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, always a thousand ideas, T too many thoughts. I feel like also once you're going back to that kind of canvas analogy, I feel like once you realize how many different angles the canvas has as well, yeah, you start going like, Sometimes it's, it, it, is, it is overwhelming. Like you yeah. don't know where to start because it's like, I, I can make anything I want. Yeah. I, I, what do I make? Yeah. You know? You just have to start. Yeah. That's it. You just have to remove that fear and start. 
I think the cool thing about this at its basis is that like we're artists. I don't yeah. know if you ever, like you probably, I don't know, went into it. No, I don't know. I just realized I'm an artist, like yeah. real recently. Yeah. It's like, oh no, you create things. That's yeah. what your job yeah. is. And then through that, you kind of give yourself more permission to go like, well, oh, okay, if I am creative, like what are the limits of that? No limit. Yeah. No limit. Your limit is your mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've never, I've never thought of myself as an artist or even entrepreneur or businesswoman or I've really struggled with that. Yeah. I don't I just have. And the more work I do on myself, the more I realize where that comes from and can dissect it and that. But yeah, essentially you are an artist and how how fucking cool, right? Amazing. Like, so if you, you you figured out a way to monetize it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. And it's again, like you said, there, there's no limits like from you know being creative and being an artist it's there's so many forms it's yeah. i get really passionate about it i really enjoy it i find i remember when i was like probably late teens early 20s probably more so early 20s in my mind i was like if i just at any point just start doing makeup in five years time i'll be the dude who does makeup 100 like 100%. it's such an untapped market and i know like not that there's any problem with it but i know there's plenty of gay dudes that do makeup mm -hmm. it's like being a straight dude that does mm -hmm. makeup mm -hmm. and knowing your shit yep. and executing yep i feel like now if i had the I'm obviously if i had the confidence i had now back then everything would be different. Yeah. You know, imagine yeah. taking what we know now to your yeah. early 20s. You'd be like, oh, I fucking would ruin this town, you yeah. know? Yeah. But that idea where that permission that I gave myself through saying, like, I'm a creator, what do I create? Yeah. It's like, I wish I could just go back and say, like, you fuck with that, go do that. Why not do it now, but? Oh, because I'm building an empire already. Well, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> but you do what, you, you know, yeah, regret. I feel like you're always, this is my biggest thing, you always regret not doing rather than doing yeah for sure every time so like you know if you wanted to do something then do it now you'll do it better now than you would have then probably because you've got more skills and more knowledge and more, more experience more strategy more more kind of approach to it for sure mm -hmm. i think um exactly. yeah yeah this is I, I don't know i think again on that like you know eight hundred thousand things you could possibly do mm. i try and like really find like i know what the mission of black ink is and i really try and always like refine and bottleneck what that is mm -hmm. just so it does have some sort of like momentum in a direction yeah because you don't i don't want to be the guy who sits there in 10 years and still has all the great ideas you know i no. need to have had three four five of those big ideas executed and really well executed yeah and you know but in that it's like fuck yeah i would love to have like a six month block where i just figure out makeup for sure yeah you know yeah tell me about tell me about the salon the salon what do you want to know about the salon well i i was just speaking before i met you through Naomi and yep. I'm pretty sure there was like maybe half a dozen times where we interacted at like race days and <laughs> partying and stuff and yeah. every time we'd introduce ourselves to each other for the first time like hey hey and then walk away and I'm like I'm pretty sure I have met her before yeah a, a few times yeah but when I when I uh, first met you your location was on that street in front of Malloy what's that Whitnoom Street yeah 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 yep. Yep. so you've gone from there you were near the highway for just 11 months, I okay. was there. Um, so I was at Whitney's, I was at actually my first salon, just driving here in Mindigo. I was like, I know where Wisby is, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. So right next to Mainline Plumbing. Um, Wild. Yeah, um, that was my first location. On this side or that side? This side. Wild, yeah, that, that little, little house white, Yeah, with the gate and stuff. Yeah, the cops were there the other day. Just oh, were they? Side note. Oh. Like. <laughs> Well, it wasn't me. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I started. I started my business initially from home. Um, I had a, my first house in College Grove. Yeah. Um, and I was actually working admin, um, which was like 
at my time, it was my goal to get an admin job. I just wanted that. I was super young. And then once I'd kind of settled into that for a bit, I was like, I need a hobby. Yeah. Hence, um, what we were just saying earlier about my ghost kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was either like, what do I enjoy? I enjoy music and I enjoy like... Do I enjoy hunting ghosts? Spiritual or? shit. I used to watch a lot of that <laughs> yeah. stupid show on TV. And you know, it's all staged, but it was still entertaining. And you still need a hobby. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, DJ Dex. I don't know any... I hate technology. Yeah. You have to do it, but I hate it. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, oh, ghost kit seems easy. I'll just... And it was thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like, stupid. <laughs> and um, yeah, oh, I was like, I need a hobby. And then kind of as that fizzled out, I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll do beauty. I'd already done a massage course. Yeah. That was my first kind of introduction into beauty was this several mo- modules, really intense, really spiritual. And I'd love to go back as I am now and yeah. do that course again. It was a, um, a Huna massage course, but it was very much working with, it was in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the bush yeah. with these random women all different ages hairy armpits all vegans like just working on vibrational levels and like chakra healing and i had no idea i was like what the fuck's a chakra yeah um but that was my first introduction into it and so uh, when i was searching for something to basically enjoy just something to occupy my time yeah that i enjoyed i was like well worst case with beauty um i can fix my skin, you know, I was young, I had acne and yeah. I didn't know anything <clears throat> about makeup and, um, or I was like, best case, I could make other people feel good about themselves. So I did that training and, you know, as you do with, um, you know, you do your case studies and stuff, you have to do practical. I would just practice and do my assignments on, you know, work colleagues and things. Right. And as I passed, they were like, well, I'm going to need my eyebrows done again, or I'm going to need my nails oh, okay. refilled. So, so by default, you got that. So, so it was kind of their push that it kind of happened. Yeah. Like, um, it just happened really organically. Um, and I started working from home after hours. And then I eventually left my office job for a job at a beauty salon in town at the time. It was like, you know, the bee's knees. It was yeah. really popular. And I went from, you know, sitting down at a desk, you know, for eight hours, you know, office chick doing job. work yeah. yeah yeah to on my feet doing you know six to eight hours straight of massage and yeah. so at that point it was just massage for the um beauty shop you're working that at? was what i was most confident in yeah um and i did acrylic nails which oh, yeah. are two of the most strenuous jobs you know massage particularly in the way i was doing it huna massage is a traditional hawaiian massage it's originally it was done on the the kahuna of the tribe so only that you know the tribe leader would get it and it was like long flowing strokes over the body to simulate water and it works on a lot of emotional release like it was really heavy and so doing that and then doing you know acrylic nails with all your your chemicals and like manual filing and all that it was just it was a lot and I didn't enjoy it um and so I left there and went into retail um for a few years and I loved that really loved that and I was able to bounce off you know, people going to events and I was managing bets at the time. Oh, yeah, it's, that's um, fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. I met a lot of cool people and still people that I have so much love and respect for to this day. Like, yeah. it was really cool. And 
as I as I kind of was there longer, I was getting busier at home. Just friends of friends would tell friends of friends, and yeah, yeah. Um, and then the biggest step I took, and I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, that was probably the the biggest risk I took was quitting a full time job, and working for myself yeah just out of a room at my house crazy yeah it was just insane and to be honest if i never took that risk i would have n- never been where i am yeah. now and you may still have a job yeah yeah and all the joy that that has brought and all the people that i've connected with and over the years just brilliant yeah so yeah there's um there's wins in risks for sure 100 percent. yeah so between the home setup and Whitnoom. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the step there? Because that's a massive step. Rent outgoing. Yeah, huge, huge. So I went from so I was it was at College Grove at home. Yeah. And then I got to a point where one room turned into two, two turned into three. Right. My partner at the time was doing FIFO, so I was able to utilize everything, and it was super private, you know, yeah. which was really nice. But it got to the point that when he was back, it was like he was banished to the shed yeah, or, you yeah. know, out to the <clears throat> motocross track or something, he, he, you know, yeah. get away, you can't be here. And so it was like, it's time. So I went to 146 Forest Ave. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, sorry, yeah. Yeah, um, and I was there for just under two years. So I was renting from- hey, Is that commercial there? This is the thing. So moved there, did my setup was so pleased and it was such a different vibe to Whitnam Street like yeah. such a different vibe it was more spa you know pedicures lots of massage lots of facials really relaxing you know water fountain and yeah, you know, yeah, candles yeah. and Tranquil. soft and yeah really gentle and beautiful and um, you know wouldn't talk in depth with my clients on even a 2% scale to you know what I do now yeah um, it was it was yeah, a great starting point, but um, you know, Bunbury was particularly smaller then, and and such a different vibe. This is going back like twelve years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe even longer. Um, and yeah. Anyway, within six months, it was like two weeks before my grand opening that I was doing. I had reps flying in from Melbourne for my skincare and staff to do consultations, and I was. It was all a hype. Wow. Um, yeah someone had contacted um you know friends of friends of friends or whatever and next minute there was question about my zoning and the yeah okay yeah so um basically uh i'd i'd been to the mayor at the time who was david smith and he was awesome he was awesome but i just casually got him at at the shire on that day i was like am i cool to operate at 146 Forest Ave before I move in. Yeah, 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 no worries. Yeah, you know? yeah. Went to the business advisory place at the time. It's just an advisory place. You know, they they have knowledge on what they have knowledge on and anything else it's is- It's not concrete though. No, yeah. no. I went to Harley Global, they were called at the time, which is a, a separate um, planning place. And that had three points of yeses. So I was yeah. like, you beauty, moved in, fully established. Yep. And then yeah, bang, bang on the door. It turned, it turned quite, quite shit actually because um they basically wanted me out immediately and i was like this is my it's a running business and income yeah Yeah, i have a mortgage i have bills like everyone like i can't just pack up and leave and nor do i have the money i'd put all my money into that place already so um the owner of the property is brendan 
um, Martin from Mainline Plumbing right. um, next door. Yeah. And he, he was a great mentor for me at s such an early stage in business. Like I would go over to pay my rent and end up just having a yarn with him. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Best yarns, those ones, hey? The best. Yeah. The best. <coughs> really look up to him in business. He's done really well for himself and he's a very smart man. Um, but we had a lot of meetings and stuff with John Cristilli and, and basically we tried to fight it yeah. um, for as long as we could, fought it for about a year and then I ended up moving to Whitnoom Street, um, found that place at a point of desperation actually. I was on my way to Officeworks and I was, I remember the day, it was a Wednesday yeah. and I was having such a hard time. I was like, where the fuck am I going to put my salon? And it was all that, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? You know. And um, I remember driving down Whitney Street, coming back from Officeworks, and I looked at the place across the road where I think it's like Integra or yeah, 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 is there now, but they weren't there at the time. And I remember looking at that place; it was for sale, and I was like, "Nah, it's not going to work." And I shook my head and kind of looked away, and there was this beautiful pink yeah. building that had a tiny little for lease sign in the window, and I was like, "That could work." Yeah. I knew I needed parking after dealing with the council, you know, and all the trouble I had um, at Forest Ave. I was like, I know what I need now, you know, and yeah, I was there for a full decade, a full decade. That's crazy. Gave, you know, employment and made so many people happy, including myself, you know, it, just brilliant. So yeah. much love for that space. What, um, so mm. have you been a solo operator or have you had people working for you? No, so, um, I hired my first staff member on Forest Ave. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved to Whitney Street, she come with. And at my peak, I had oh, I had six um, full-time equivalent. Wow. Which was huge, yeah. Um, yeah, a great great team. Still still touch base kind of with every, you know. Yeah, bumpers. as you would, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't touch base on them, you run into them at Fitzy's every now and then. Yeah, you just watch them grow on Instagram and things as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. good on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. For my for my male listeners, which is most of them. Yep. What happens in a in what uh what are the things that you can have done to you in in your salon? <laughs> what are, what goes on? So you could word that much differently. Well, the yeah, I know. Things you can have done to you. Yeah, no, I can. Services or the treatments you can. There you go. You know, you know what <laughs> nah, I'm nah, trying just to say. Give you shit. Um, that's changed over the years as the business has changed and as yeah as the business have changed, as I've changed, as I've got staff, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, originally, like I said, when I was on Forest Ave, it was more um, a different concept. It was more the, the beauty um, pampering side of things, you know, yeah. spa <clears throat> treatments, facials, manicures, pedicures, all that sort of stuff. But um, as the business kind of grew and as it got bigger, more clients come, I got staff. I was able to really hone in on my my niche, which now is eyelash extensions, yeah. um, particularly eyebrow waxing, but I do all facial waxing only. Yeah. Um, spray tans and makeup. That's all I do now. Right. Mm. My um my kind of debrief that I got on your services were that you did everything in one spot, mm -hmm. and for a long period of time in Bunbury, you were the go-to person to 100%. to have the whole the whole lot sorted out yes. in, under one roof. Yes, you know. Yes, and very much thought that that was the concept that I wanted. I really wanted to, I guess, be greedy with the consumer and yeah. really for for them to be able to come and have everything done easily. And so, as I had staff, um, I was able to, you know, offload 
certain things that they enjoyed, you know, different parts of beauty and stuff. Um, and then I was able to do the harder things that were and still kind of are a little bit harder to get yeah. that consistent quality service. Things yeah. you've kind of niched yourself into through yeah. like passion and obviously experience at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like, so if I reckon if you do anything for 15 years, yeah, dude. you don't have to think about it. Like, mm -hmm. there, I used to fear so many things in my business, like, you know, certain treatments that I was like, oh, you know. Literally, I can be studying in my head on a totally different subject yeah, yeah. and just doing lashes and having a conversation with a client. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it is it is in, insane that my body actually does what it needs to do. I don't actually, I don't do lashes, my body does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just muscle memory. It's crazy, yeah. 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 yeah, I know. I mean, the amount of times with this heat press, it's once that handle goes down, you cannot move it, you cannot change it. Mm. And if you fuck it up, it's a garment wasted. Yep. And like I, I did probably a dozen garments this morning and I'm listening to a podcast, yeah. I'm chatting with Riz, I'm slamming the lid down. It's like, look at you go these days, Eat you're exactly breakfast. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just do the thing often enough and yep. it becomes like... That. Like driving a car, That's like right. walking, like running, like popping exactly a wheelie. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the uh, that was the example I was going to use. I'm like, nah, that's mm. two on the nose, but fuck, I can do a wheelie these days, hey? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so I have noticed that like, it's almost fashionable to be opening your own home in, set up in anything you know hair lashes um they're the two i can think of off the top of my head how yeah. do you how do you feel about that i started from home um that's that's where my business organically grew and to be honest and i'm i'm so transparent with anyone that i talk to about this i never when it was just me at home and even when i started doing weddings and needed to you know have someone just to clean brushes and i'd pay them a couple of bucks so it still wasn't just me on my own i had some helpers but yeah i never felt like a business at home ever i felt like it was just a hobby yeah which that's that's just me and i i couldn't get past that which is why i got out and did yeah. more with it now that i'm back at home um I'm not completely fulfilled. Yeah? I'm not. For two weeks I was. Yeah. Uh, I've been there maybe nine weeks now and a lot's happened in nine weeks. But I still, I just, and I've got a, an amazing studio, like, you know, it's it's off the side of the house, it's got ocean views, it's two-storey, it's completely... Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. Like, I, sh I should be, and I'm grateful, but I'm just not fulfilled. Back at home, I just don't feel like... It doesn't satisfy me for some reason. And yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. So watch this space with that. Yeah, this is a cool thing about being yeah. in the position that you and I would say I am in as I am in as well, is that you just begin to once it starts it doesn't stop, you live intuitively. Mm -hmm. And that feeling that you've got yeah. is like, this is cool and yeah. like fuck yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. But I know what I need in the future and it's not this. Yeah. I never I'll never do anything in halves. Yeah. Um, never have, never will. Even through the growth and, you know, like I'm a lot, I'm, I'm not materialistic at all anymore. And I used to be so materialistic. Interesting. I would have like, I don't know you great. I would have said that you, you are materialistic just from like the, the flex, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've seen you wearing very beautiful things before and I'm like, that's, that's. They're leftovers from the old Jade. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I'm not going to, oh, yeah, I'll probably sell them at some point. But for the minute I'm like, oh, it's there. I'm going to take a five grand Louis 
bag to Kmart. You know, yeah, like yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, right. Yeah. But honestly, like there's a collection just in a pile in the spare room, and I'm like, I really need to get rid of them because someone else can enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but as far as the business goes, I've always had premium fit outs. I've always, yeah. I've always done it great. So yeah, my space at home at the moment is beautiful, and I should be. Part of me's almost mad at myself because I'm like, I should be satisfied. And, you know, so many people, this would be their ultimate. Yeah. And yet here I am in a, in a, a again, a great house, you know, <coughs> like I, I left my, my house for two years and I've come back to it. And for the two years that I was away, I was like, I think that's, that's what I need again is that stability. Yeah. And now that I've got it, I'm just like, hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It, okay. Even I'm, I understand it, but I'm, I'm just struggling to be like, why can't you just enjoy being in that space? Yeah. Grinding, paying your mortgage, paying your bills, and then just eating and sleeping like everyone else at night. No. Yeah. I think not that, enough. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that are happening at once. I think one of the big ones is, is like giving yourself that permission to constantly grow and progress and change yeah. and be, you know, I think a lot of it is like growing into something, but it's also like reducing all the shit away like you know you being a, a a concrete block that's chipping away all the bits and pieces so we find out who you are underneath yeah. I feel like you know that is a process yeah. of life and i mean shit i've uh, i mean for example i i went to europe chasing down this uh, girl that i was in love with and she was going to live in europe and i ended up meeting her there and she said no i'll come move back to australia with you and then a month later we broke up yeah it's like i feel like a f today to even now i feel that was years ago i feel like a fucking idiot for doing that but I would have hated to have not known. I was going to say, what did you learn from that though? Oh, I learned that like, like so much. every time that you, I mean, yeah, that's exactly, where do you start? But every mm -hmm. time you have that feeling, like, especially now I lean into it. Like you I've got a feeling, to. let's fucking go. Yeah, you Even have to. Even if it's the worst, worst fork in the road I'm going to take, it's worth it. Yeah, you chose, and you have to own it as well. You have to own that decision at that time. And if, and you have to be prepared to fail or prepared for it to not work out. And if it does, you have to own it. And that there will release fear. And fear is the number one block of yeah. us doing anything in our lives. Anything at all. Like once you discover that, you know, you, you take off, I, I don't know, you look at it as a whole and you go, we're all literally human beings. We're all capable of whatever we want to do. Yeah. If you want to, you know, be a politician if you want to be a scuba diver if you want to you know whatever yeah you can do it you just have to do it i think the scary part about that truth as well is that that is true whatever whatever the narrative is in your mind mm -hmm. that is 100 percent true mm -hmm. like if you wake up like oh my life is shit and like i can't get this happening and i've got these mm -hmm. ideas but i don't execute on them it's like i know you just told me mm. that's exactly what you are yeah you know and it's like the connection between understanding that that voice in your head is always right mm -hmm. and being able to manipulate or navigate that voice mm -hmm. so that every day you wake up and you go like oh, i'm a bad dude mm. i get things done yeah and by the end of the day you know you've done a heap of things because yeah. you said that i'm gonna go do them yeah you know yeah Part of me wants to disagree with that. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even. No, dive down. I'm, I'm keen for the. Part of me wants to disagree with that. Cause like I, despite what people would, would potentially think or even, you know, what I put out there, no self-confidence at all. None, none, none. Interesting. None, it's all a fraud. It's all, yeah. it's all just fake it till you make it. Yeah. But there has to be an underlining something that drives you. Like I get up every day and be like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Interesting. I do. And yeah. it doesn't, I, you know, don't do it deliberately or to be morbid or, you know, depressive or anything like that. I just, I honestly think that I'm capable of doing so much better than 
myself. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a constant battle. And I think that battle against myself keeps me trying to be good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I might be drunk. No, (laughs) I think we're we're like, we're right in everything we're saying because like one part of me is like, sure, the fake it till you make it thing is 100% like, that's the shit. For me, like right now sitting here, Mm. I might be a fucking cup full of hot air, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure I'm the man. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it took years of me convincing myself that I'm the man and going Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's just, let's argue in the favor that you are the man. Look, let's look at the results. Mm Mm-hmm. This is in the past year, yeah. you know, and then the year before that, and the year before that, and it goes back through careers, it goes yeah. back through being an athlete, and it goes, you yeah. know what, just for the sake of me enjoying today, I'm the man. Yeah. And I'm now at a point where I 90% believe that. Mm. So I do believe that there is a way of rewiring what you're saying, uh, or, or rewiring what you're thinking, and how you set yourself up to believe it, but mm. at the same time, I'm still that fucking weird bald kid that had like an S-Ben body shape when I was 12. But that's the thing that keeps you humble. And that's I was right. just about to say that because I've reached points in my career where I've been like, you know, I still might be like, oh, you're too fat or you're too, you know, to myself. I'm yeah. like, I'm just not happy. But there is aspects where I'm like, I can do that. I'll do that with my eyes closed. Yeah. And I still have that confidence in that side of things as yeah. well. But yeah, when I say fake it till you make it I don't mean be disgenuine because I feel like I'm always have been and even more so am genuine now but yeah I'm very cautious and consciously cautious yeah of being I can do I can do it I can do it because when you start to be too comfortable and too confident yeah yeah, yeah. is when you start to you start to fuck up but the universe pulls you in line Oh, boy, does it ever. You know, you start doing 100 down the main street on your Harley and that's when you will get pulled over. You know, it's like that's that's how this shit happens. Yeah. But I think like there is like with that said, I think there was definitely like within me, there's an authentic thing that wakes up and goes like, you're just still a guy from Bunbury. Yeah. But it's that balance that will keep you great at what you do, great at whatever you do, but also cool, calm and collected and keep you growing and learning. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing because if you get too cocky, you get to a point where you're like, I don't need to learn anything else. I know everything. And I watched that time and time again. No shade. All respect. But in my staff, I'd yeah. train my staff and things like that. And I'd recognize it in them because I remember it so fondly as I was growing through my career. You know, like it hands down in the first, you know, six months to a year of your you know, therapist training, you're on the job with clients and you're confident, you know, your hands will shake, you know, you, you are literally faking it until you yeah. make it. You, you, you're not sure what you're capable of until you finish and look back and go, oh, that looks so good. I'm so glad that, you know, but then you get to a point where you're like, I can, you know, ace it. And that might only be a year and a half in. You're like, I can do anything. Yeah. And then all it takes is someone to not have the same opinion as you and you're all the way back down. Right. But it's it's that smackdown that makes you a good therapist. Yeah, you know, it makes and you I, bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think for me in my industry, because I've been so incredibly hard on myself, and I will always be the hardest person on myself. Yeah, striving to get that perfection for me, let alone my client, their expectations were always met. Yeah. So <laughs> I've able I've been able to retain clients you know, for a decade or, you know, incredible what started off as just clients now ride or die. Like I call them my salon sugar fam because they they are like you have conversations with them that you would never, 
necessarily have with even friends, maybe just because the topic doesn't come up. Right. But you're in a space with someone for, you know, one to two hours. It's completely exclusive. They don't have their kids. There's no dogs running around. It's, yeah. you know, they're, they're there and they're venting and I'm venting and giving back. And it's just such a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I it's love funny it. because like obviously the, the gossiping tendencies of females, which I'm not saying in a derogatory way, like it, it is just a, you know, it's what happens. And I think like, that environment is such a I was talking to a hairdresser friend of mine I'm like this shit you must know just because yeah you're just there you know it's it's and that's one thing I will say it's different one it's always different at Salon Sugar because I've always I had always taught my team you don't know who knows who yeah 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 of course you don't know who's listening and what aspects that you're saying they're taking away and blah 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 you can't do that stuff and it's not fair and not nice and karma and all that sort of stuff yeah but I, I will say that from a salon to the home, totally different. Yeah. It's totally I've I've always been conscious not to not to gossip. One, because you don't want it to happen to you. Yeah. Because it's it's shit. Yeah. Um, but like honestly, honest to God, we do not talk about people. Yeah. We don't talk about people. We talk about ourselves. We leave appointments bettering ourselves and learning more about ourselves or you know talk about music or you know holidays or experiences or yeah it's a lot more therapy than i was going to say it almost mm. ties a lot into kind of where you started hey yeah yeah it's like you you've got this okay we're doing these aesthetic changes to you yeah but at the same time creating that space where people are comfortable yep. and then doubling down on that by the conversations that you're having and how you're directing it they leave more nourished in that sense, I feel, than the aesthetics, Yeah, if, hands down. It's such an interesting industry because you're changing people's perception of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like You build them up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. by doing that, that ticks your box too because it makes you feel good. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. I just like put it down to, like I remember when I walked out of the tattoo studio and I got this sleeve all filled in, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like a, I'm like a full I left look, sleeve now. So good, yeah. I'm that guy. You yeah. Know? And it's funny, like I obviously I spend a lot of time on social media. Yeah. So I have a really like I have a big data set, especially of people in Bunbury, because that's who I target. Yeah. And it's like I see these girls, they'll have these, um, you know, whether it's their hair or whether it's a full makeup or whether it's getting ready for an event. Yeah. And then you see them glow for those like four or five days afterwards, yep. and it's just like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's yeah. I mean, it's definitely a combination, but there's something, yeah, there's something about airing your dirty laundry or, you know, you get into a habit with, in relationships, any kind of relationships where you talk about the same sort of things or, you know, you talk about the topics you talk about, but you yeah. don't actually, you know, like I can catch up with my best friend and she might not know anything that's happened to me in that past week just because yeah. we didn't talk about that. Yeah. We talked about, you know, dreaming of going to live in the jungle instead yeah you know so it's yeah you have a certain relationship that is unmeasurable hmm. for sure for sure one thing i want to find and i still want to go back to the pav thing because that's, yeah. that's interesting yeah um one thing that we touched on before we started recording was like i have this feeling of like i can't believe what's happening is happening <sighs> this yeah yeah it started for me like so real real brief history of black ink in the past two years I went from driving a truck saving up all my money so we could live in a caravan that turned yep. into starting a business which turned into something that is now black ink that makes just enough money to stay alive but the point is yeah it makes just enough money to not have to wear someone else's uniform yeah 
And as long as I'm doing that. And I, that's the win. That's the right. win. And now I'm at a point where that's the normal. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, getting a job and filling the gap in with someone else's, you know, time and energy isn't an option anymore. Yeah. And I'm really in a what the fuck's going on stage. Yeah. You know? Much the same. Yeah. Um, pandemic. I always refer, I hate, I hate that I have to refer back to it, but it, it really changed my whole life. Like the beauty industry. So I was at Whitney Street yeah. with a massive team. <clears throat> my business was turning over, you know, 350,000 comfortably. Hectic. I was at my peak. Yeah, that's a lot of eyebrows. That's hectic. Yeah. Um, paying, wa- you know, paying wages. My, my rent was, you know, five grand a month. Yeah. Um, plus all the others, you know, outs and shit. So a lot, of, mo- a lot of money. Yeah, that's Whitney Street prices, eh? Yeah, yeah. insane. Um, but no problems, no problems at all. And then the pandemic hit. We had, you know, 24 hours notice and was closed for four months. But it wasn't like, hey, you're going to be closed for four months. It was, hey, we might reopen you in like two days. Hey, we might reopen you in two weeks from those two days. Yeah. Hey, we might open you in four weeks. And so that, that kind of happened and happened. So you just watch every telegraph, like televised news thing and you'd be like, are we going to open? No, okay, I'm going to get drunk again today. Yeah. I had a lot of time to, you know, you, I went through all those emotions, blah, blah, blah. But essentially that changed, that changed everything for me. Um, and I forget where I was going with my... My train of thought, I've lost it. Feeling free and uh, how... Yeah, so everything changed from that. And so um, I had to lay off my staff so they could get the job seeker because they weren't entitled to job keeper because we we were closed in that first first industry um, category. And so by the time the T's and C's of the job keeper come out, we found out we weren't eligible. eligible. So all that sort of bizzo. Um, And so, yeah, I... It, it was it took me a lot and it has the growth that's happened in the last two years I can't even articulate and m- like you were just saying I, I cannot believe that this is my life and I I go back 50-50 in my mind whether you know if I had the opportunity to choose this would I have chosen this probably not because I wouldn't have known the outcome Yeah, but despite all the hardships and all the struggles and everything I went through, like I, I'm so much freer now. And yeah. now, you know, at Whitney Street, I did well, but I had to work, you know, 12 to sometimes even, there was a couple of days where I remember it being 16 hour days, yeah. just, you know, because that's what I did. I lived to work and now I only wanna work as much as I need to yeah. so I can live. And since the pandemic, I've decreased, uh, you know, a lot of my expenses and changed my lifestyle so much. Um, and I guess just for a bit of fun and, and that now I'm going through and looking into and researching passive incomes and yeah. how <clears throat> that's meant to uh, fulfill you more having three passive incomes, they say, because you do them you know, obviously part-time. Yeah. So you don't have, uh, you don't give anything enough energy to get sick of it. It's always exciting. Um, and you can still live your life, you know, like. Yeah. I think, um, see, yeah, yeah. One, one, what, two, of the, two of the things that are really interesting there is obviously creating, um, it's really important to find something. Like I really fuck with doing what I do. So it's really easy to do it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I think the first thing is like, 
if you get to a point where you're working 16 hours a day and it, and it does feel like work, mm. that's when you get back into that, I've got a job phase. I loved it. Yeah. But there was aspects that come along with that because I was so much invested and you have to be. Yeah. You give it all or nothing. And it was, it, it was the, the problematic stuff and, you know, um, doing your tax and just understanding, you know, supers and wages yeah, and yeah, yeah. training and staff conflict with each other or, you know, just, just so yeah. much. There was aspects that I did not enjoy at all, um, which is why I was always, I preferred to be so hands-on. Yeah. Um, but I look back now and I've I realised that I was just... I was just working myself to the bone. Like I wouldn't take lunch breaks and I used to think that that was something to boast, like almost boast about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so busy and that was that was great. That's not great. It's not great. Yeah, if it's not your thing. You well, know? just in anything. Like I used to remember driving to work every day and, you know, it'd be like seven o'clock in the morning or something and I'd see people running along the beach. And I, I remember the feeling of resentment for that person who I have no idea who they were, but I'd yeah. be like, oh, I wish I had time to run along the beach. Yeah, yeah. Now, with my understanding and my awareness and growth, I, I look back and I, I'm like, we've all got 24 hours in a day. Yeah. We all have the freedom to choose how we spend it. And I think that understanding alone has led me to where I am now. I'm. I'm so much freer. Um, am I completely fulfilled? No, but I definitely wasn't then. Yeah. I just wasn't more, as. More so now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Sometimes it takes change. driving past that person running at 7 o'clock every morning for three years or four years or five years. It and did. you realize like, Ten. fuck, I want to be running along the beach at 7 o'clock in the morning. You know, yep. that's what I want to do. Yeah. But, you know, 10 years of doing that and I, I still couldn't change it on my own. It took a global pandemic to yeah. stop me because I just didn't know how to break those habits. So I was like, well, I have clients that depend on me. I have staff that depend on me. I have exuberant costs in everything that I do. Yeah. Everything is so expensive. I, how do I eject myself from this? I can't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Unless I, you have a baby. For, for the most part, that's how. True, That that is the um, family, I don't want to say out or excuse. Let's go with excuse. That's that's the thing that you go like, okay, everyone understands like fucking all right. Yeah. I feel like even with um, Black Ink in my very, this very early days, mm. I feel like if I were to step away for two weeks, mm-hmm. I'd, I, even I would have a like, what the fuck response from my audience. I you know what I mean? And I, yeah. don't, I don't do a daily service. I don't do something that changes people's, yeah. um, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's interesting how that goes. And I think like one of the conversations you've obviously had to have during this whole process is what do I want my day to look like? How do I want to feel when I wake up? And like then, then in turn creating that into. It was more so, it was more so just back to even the ghost kit situation and the reason I started Salon Sugar, what do I enjoy? I think I'm, maybe that's what I do when I get lost. I get to a point where I'm like, okay, let's just go back to basics. What makes you happy? Yeah. And then I just go, well, how am I going to do that? And so, yeah, um, I'm, like I said, at the moment, dabbling in a couple of other side hustles just to get some more experience under my belt. And, you know, if I go somewhere else, I've, I've got more knowledge and knowledge is power. Yeah, 100%. It always has been, always will be. Um, and that fills my cup a lot. So I'm, 
it's keeping me entertained. I guess what I'm doing right now is just entertaining myself until... Yeah, it's kind of bridging. Until I've concreted my next step. I've yep. got those 800 ideas still happening, but yeah, we'll wait and see which one I pick out of the hat. So where does the PAV fit into all of this? So the PAV, um, basically I, so I stopped drinking for six months. I went on a massive health kick again since the pandemic from seeing those ladies run along the beach, yeah. wanting to be one of them. Um, I, with obviously the government closing my industry, that shut off my income. Yeah. So I had no income. Like <clears> I said, I went from, you know, being able to go, well, that's a thousand dollars. I'll bang that out tomorrow and pay that. Yeah. To, hmm, two minute noodles again. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. it, it was hard and you know, I made situations harder by you know i separated from my my husband at the time and um so i was really like i was i was living a different life yeah um but um i've lost my train of thought again i was shit i can't even dig you out here i've nah the the I'm, pav, I'm trying yeah. to get back to the pav um, oh, six month um, drinking. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So went on this massive health kick. Started running. That's all I do is just run. I didn't have my gym membership, you know, um, and still don't. Um, but yeah, went on a massive health kick. Stopped drinking. Felt felt incredible from stop drinking. Like everything just glowed. And every time I seen someone, they're like, "You look so awake." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know, um, and so I wanted to be social. Um, you know, not on any dating apps or anything like that. So I was like, I need to, I, I need to be social. Um, Find a community. All I do is, well, I've got a community, my clients. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't, I can't, you know, rely, that's their service. Yeah. You know, so I, I did need to, I'm like, I need to leave the house. Um, so I thought I'll work at the path. That way I'm not drinking every weekend, making a fool out of myself. Um, and I'm earning a little bit and getting a different experience, which is exactly what it's been. Yeah. And funnily enough, um, I just happened to bump into Glenn um, Fitzgerald, who's the owner of the PAV, yep. um, just walking down the street. And I was like, oi, Glenn, you need anyone to manage your new place or what? Yep. Knowing that, you know, I'm reliable, I've got no commitments, you know, I'm, I'm available. Um, also have that creative entrepreneurial yeah, yeah, side yeah. of things where um yeah i can i, I could definitely help him yeah. and so yeah he was like straight up and from there did my management's course my responsible service of alcohol that sort of stuff yeah i'd worked in bars and that when i was much younger um but back then it wasn't you know, you didn't have to. You didn't have to have your responsible service of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was a juvenile behind a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, the pubs open on Fridays only. Um, it's obviously the old exit building yep. refurbed. Um, and what a job he's done. Oh, it's awesome. The layout is obviously the same, and that's how I explain it to everyone. The layout's the same because yep. council and you know approval, and it would cost so much money. But it's the first time in my history of knowing, that was the first place I ever went out, um, nightclub wise. Hectic. Like when I lived in Bustleton down south, I come up, I remember I wore thongs to exit. Hell you were yeah. allowed to get in with That's thongs. That's wild. No ID, <laughs> nothing, yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, um, 
he's done an amazing job. It's all fresh. It looks different. There's a different concept. The demographic is is a bit of a mature age as yeah, opposed to Fitzy's. I, I did notice that. The Pav seems to have that real like... Sure, it makes sense going in there like 18, 25. It makes a lot more sense and going in there 25 to like 55 seemingly. Yeah. Like I've seen some... I remember the opening night was a Thursday night and I was sitting across it right on Burgers mm -hmm. and there wasn't anyone under 30 walking in there. Nah. But a constant stream of them. Yep. I was like, what is this? And they're the messiest. Who did he Who did he market this to? And how did he market it? He put it in the newspaper. That's how you got him in there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sent out a like freaking Morse code. Oh, I've got them all in my uh, Rolodex here. I'll just send him some snail mail <laughs> and invite to put on the fridge. Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's that's been really different. Yeah. Really different. Um. I mean, it hasn't stopped me drinking because all I do is finish up at the pub and go over the road to Fitzy's. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to wait for that fucking line. It's easy to go in. Oh, it's like, oh I'll just stop in for three for hours. Yeah. You just stand there, listen to the music all night and I'm like, I'm keen for a oh, dance. I'm, I, I, I don't have... I'm too, um, like, 100 miles an hour when I'm sober. Yeah. So when I'm on the piss, that line is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. You know, I get antsy with even people that I'm there with. I'm like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah, give me that cigarette, you know? Nah, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the happy drunk. And in saying that, I went out in Perth a couple of weekends ago with um, one of my staff members. Yeah. Ex-staff members. Sounds awful. I don't like saying that. Staff members. Just temporarily not employed by your Just staff friends. members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just collab person yeah <laughs> um and we went to the court and that was a line oh and, yeah oh holy moly like fitzy's line looks nothing compared yeah. to it was like times four of the fitzy's line it took so long. I yeah, thought I was going to die in like the line. This is like being in Bunbury and having to wait for two rotations at the traffic lights. You're like, this is fucked. I'm yeah. going to be so late in Perth. Yeah. That's yeah. like the first set of lights you hit. Yeah. Well, even on the way here, there was someone driving slow. And I'm like, I'm going to be late. Like, you know, if this was Perth, yeah. I would have had to leave like an hour ago. The seven kilometer drive and I'm going to be late. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like four. Ridiculous, <laughs> hey? Yeah. That, yeah. I tell you what, on that note, there is a crazy amount of uptake in people driving 10 to 15 k's under the limit. Even more. I'm like, isn't it illegal to go under 20? Yeah. yeah. I had a person sitting on 30Ks per hour on that street that comes onto Wisby here. And that's a 60K per hour street. And just coincidentally, every time that I observe this, they seem to always be old. Yeah. Right? They do. And it's like, I get it. Like, you're holding on, mm. but now you're dangerously holding on. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, just... They can oh. barely see over... You, you, like, I try not to do the old when I go past, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, looks could kill mine would, but I, I'm just like, oh, yeah, come on. I feel like when you go and pass people in whatever situation in the car, you almost have to not look at them. So that way, if they're thinking that you're upset, you just go like, oh, nothing fucking worries me. Nah. And then it's all on them. You I know? got no care. <laughs> you're worried. I'm not worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember my dad told me this story once. He was stuck behind this dude and he's fucking doing all this shit. And as he goes around, the dude slowly winds down his window and just ever so gently, doesn't even pull the finger, just does this to him out the window. Yeah, yeah, do the old scratch. And it's like, he goes, it still fucking annoys me to this day. Yeah. He didn't even do the full finger. He nah. just gently goes. Nah. Oh, dude. No, nah, I do the old tap my steering wheel. Like, it's a party in here. You're not bothering me. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> I am in my own world right now. Oh, usually I am, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. By the time I drive past them, I've already forgotten that. That you were in a. I had to tailgate them for like, yeah, 12Ks. Yeah, bloody yeah. oath. Yeah. So, what's the, uh, it, the, the pav, the idea of the pav is that's just your ongoing gig at the moment? It's it's just a it's something else. It's, yeah. it's it was originally like I said it was just to for something to do 
to be social because I've kind of been in hiding for the last like two years aside yeah. from my Instagram um, and my Instagram is kind of it's kind of been my visual journey and journal of this this whole last couple of years but essentially in person I haven't seen next to no one yeah um, so I'm on the door at the pub, so I scan tech, you know, yeah. um, assess everyone for intox and dress codes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's something to do on a Friday night. It essentially stops me from drinking or sitting at home and just eating shit and yeah, yeah, watching yeah. shit. Um, Friday nights are bloody terrible for it. Hey, yeah, it's for some reason you're like I can like today being Friday. Like yeah. I'm fully like yeah, oh, I could smoke like, cigarettes oh, tonight. I'll do something crazy, you know. Right? Let's like, go buy a motorcycle. Literally, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, do I want to jet ski? Like, <laughs> yeah. do I want to sell everything and move to Bali and be a digital mo- mo- um, nomad? nomad? I don't know. So yeah, it's it's that yeah. I had to get out of my own head. And as much as you have all these ideas, sometimes executing them on a Friday night isn't going to work. So yeah, um, I'm out. I'm seeing people. I'm almost reintroducing myself back into yeah, yeah. A, a social environment. Um, I'm learning new things. It's totally different to what I'm doing yeah. at the salon. Um, Working under Glenn must be like I've heard this and that about Glenn. I've worked um, alongside Glenn with projects and that. He's just an old school businessman who gets shit done. I think he's great. And I would put him in a similar mentor, kind of just a level of respect as Brendan Martin from Mainland Plumbing. Same right. sort of thing. Yep. Just been around. They have experience. They they do what they do. They do it well. It's Business is hard and particularly for a long time. Yeah. And the respect I have for Glenn on so many levels, but the fact that he... Friday and Saturday, he's at Fitzy's. And I, I, I have more awareness now that I've witnessed it sober as opposed to just being drunk at, at Fitzy's myself. Yeah. But he gets hassled so much. Like, everyone, Glenn, 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 oh, you know. Yeah, it's nonstop. Nonstop. It's exhausting, not to mention, you know, th- there are so many um, rules and regulations and legalities that he has to comply by. Yeah. A lot of stress. Um, he works hard and I admire that. So there's other things that I know even, I, I was going to say subconsciously, but consciously I know that I'm picking up as well, which at some point will, you know, come in handy down yeah, the track. Yeah, form into the next thing yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just, um, I like think of Glenn as this like wizard who, you're in an industry where you're dealing with people drunk and on drugs mm-hmm. who are going like, I, I was thinking about this the other day, people don't go out to have a good time. People go out to flex. People go out to see what they can achieve. The younger demographic, that's a generalisation from my observation. But yes, absolutely. Not many people go out and have a genuine good time and yeah. just go go crazy. Like a lot of people get angry or fight or, yeah, want they almost go looking for issues. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. perhaps maybe alcohol brings out that that demon inside that they're, you know, maybe not fulfilled in other ways or whatever, but being sober and dealing with drunk people, like, is just... Eye-opening, hey? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, and the times that I look back on and I go, nah, they wouldn't have known that I was drunk. Yeah, they would Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're so, yeah. You got that... It, yeah, see, this is the thing, like, as I said before, like, I don't really... I don't drink drink, like, I don't... I have alcohol in the house that's been here for you know, as long as we've been yeah. to you sort of thing. That bottle of champers is 
I think that was like a opening gift. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking oh. But yeah, there's definitely like a, I think I hold myself quite well while, while intoxicated in that. But the reality is like, it doesn't matter how good you think you are. Mm-mm. You're there to begin with. It's mm-hmm. 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. You're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it's like, whatever your pupils are doing or whatever they're doing, but you've just got to look. You've got, you've got a gloss to you that says, yeah. I'm not sober. Oh, you know? the, when they're talking to you, there's no personal space. I yeah. think that's the first thing, you know, not just everyone. Like, yeah. people know you're intoxicated on some level if you're talking to someone 10 centimeters away from their face. Yeah. I don't do, you know, per, I need personal space. And yeah, again, even just something like that has been such an eye opener. Um, yeah, so many eye openers. Yeah, and I, again, hats off to Glenn Fitzgerald for making like as much shit as Fitzies gets, like there is no oh, one- Oh, it's brilliant. I don't believe there's anyone who believes in their core that it's a bad venue. No Like way. it is a good venue. It's got multiple places. It's yep. got a massive smoking, smokers area. Yep. There's a place where you can go to be quiet. The toilets are now even good. Yep. You can get a drink usually under five minutes at yep. any time of the night. Like yep. what else do you want? The staff are wicked actually. That's probably one of my favorite things about working at, at the PAP. One, I haven't been an employee yep. for over oh, yeah, well over a decade so yeah. it's really different like i i have noticed that i naturally treat it as my business in a yeah. sense like i do everything with the same care and i love that that's just my that's just who i am yeah um but it's different being an employee and yeah the people that work there god they're great they mm. are great they work hard they they work such long hours yeah they tolerate so much yeah. um yeah and you know like i stand out all night in the cold i can't wait for summer yeah stand out all night in the cold and you basically you know like the concept of i'm working and people are partying and I have to wait for them to stop partying before oh, I can go yeah. home to sleep and eat. It's very, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like party at home, but then it's like, don't we'll have a job. Home. Yeah. Drink more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Get exactly. a double. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting concept that, that, yeah. Then the nightlife is something like, I used to be a club photographer Yeah. it's like doing yeah. that for a couple of years. You just realize you're like, fuck doing this, <laughs> you know, because I mean, the reality is you're just sober a bunch around a, pe- a bunch of people that aren't sober yep. and your shoes are sticking to the floor. Oh, you know, sorry. It doesn't matter how many times you mop. Like I was yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's there. It's embedded in the wood. It's, oh, it's over. It's filth. It's filth. And yeah, it'd be perfect. The start of the shift, by the end of the shift, you're like, yeah, I go home. My shoes are gross. Yeah. Gross. Mm. Yeah. You're, um, Everything's gross. Based off what you told me about the, especially Whitnoom, like you obviously uh, identified that the experience that you create for your customer and the emotion that you leave them with is really important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's equally as important as the service. Yeah. I would say, because aside from, aside from Instagram, I used to have Facebook. I don't have Facebook anymore. I got rid of that in the pandemic because it was just- It was pretty bad. Oh, it was just heavy. There was just people who weren't clients that were just being, you know, and, and rightfully so, oh. but nosy. <clears throat> Is the salon closed? Are you reopening? You know, da, da, da. And it was just too heavy. Yeah. It was just too heavy and it was the same question over and over um but refresh me emotions um oh yeah emotions yeah yeah. it's it's all my marketing essentially has been instagram and word of mouth yeah and so i've always been a firm believer that if you create a 
or ha build a rapport with your clients, they, they feel comfortable coming to you. Yeah. Um, they always will come for your services, but if they can feel comfortable and be themselves, you know that anxiety that everyone kind of gets, you know, before they go somewhere. I haven't new. got my hair cut in seven years because I hate being in barbershops and hairdressers. Exactly. Yeah, and I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and I, ha I don't go to hairdressers. I used to go for pre-pandemic, you know, once a week, blow, wash and blow dryers. Yeah. Like, who did I think I was? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flex, flex. <laughs> Gone to those days. But I, even then, I used to remember being like, you know, oh, I better put some makeup on because I'm going to the hairdressers and I'm going to sit in front of a mirror and yeah. I want to create a, you know, a good appearance and this and that. And I don't want my clients to do that. Yeah. Rock up as you are. Yeah, Be do comfortable. The thing. Yeah. And so I'm, and I feel like that's how I, I would like to feel. I'd like to feel that I can go somewhere and even if I look like, you know, the sole of an old shoe, yeah, yeah. someone's going to be like, you're great, babe. Just be you yeah it's all good yeah mm. and that alone is just like you know what i'm comfortable i'll keep going there that actually kind of speaks to like i don't understand as i said I've got a lot of data of, of people on instagram mm. i don't understand why people fuck with making the behind the scenes look perfect like your gym wear shouldn't be yeah perfect no it should be the shit that you're just like i'm chucking on shorts and this i'm gonna go i'm gonna go hurt myself yeah and then i'm gonna go have protein i'm gonna and then i'm gonna look good i've yeah. done all the work to look good and then yeah. when i go out tonight i put the good shoes on put yeah but people are making their whole life about the flex in the behind the scenes mm. it's like what you're talking about like wearing heels to the place where you get your eyebrows done doesn't mm. make sense to me no you no know? you're there to be groomed so you can look good later right you look good when you leave but you feel good essentially yeah i mean the gym flex thing maybe that motivates someone like i know that i probably watch my stories or my highlights or my memories more than anyone else would and particularly on the health side of things like i like to look at my before and afters and that makes me feel good yeah. and if i post them you know every couple of months or whatever it's for me yeah, yeah, it's yeah. For me. i suppose yeah. everything but i used to i did used to be quite meticular meticulous yeah meticulous that, yeah yeah with you know you know, I don't have an extension cord in the background of that story or, you know, like yeah. always have a filter in this. I, I feel like for me it changed in the pandemic because everyone got a bit more real and a bit more vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's not been the case for everyone. But f for me, like I said, I my life changed so much and even my friends and my support group changed so much that and things got so heavy that I, I used my Instagram stories as, uh, yeah, just this is what I'm doing because no one's asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, 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 the I people understand. that do care yeah. can see, yo, she's still, you know, she's still doing all right. And yep. also, if it's almost it's almost like reporting. If, if you're reporting these things that are happening, you're saying to yourself, like, no, this is important enough that I'm telling the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I just didn't. I just I thought, yeah, I. I'm going to put this out there because otherwise if I don't post it, people think I'm doing nothing and I'm doing a fucking lot. Yeah. Like I would only post and to this day, you know, 10% if that of what I actually do in a day. Yeah. If I posted all the shit, people would be entertained constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like how much shit, it's same with Black Ink. People yeah. say you're constantly doing stuff. Mm. I'm like, I only give you the highlights. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is the filtered stuff. Yeah. But when you post so regularly, I think on social media, you eventually get to a point where you're like, that'll do. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is what I find people appreciate most. Like, I've connected with people and I've got Instagram friends 
you know, hype girls and hype guys and stuff that I've met over literally Instagram yeah. since the pandemic that have just either related or consoled or, um, you know, has similar experiences in some way of what I've been doing or going through. And it, it really has, it's and sa- almost what I incorporate in my salon with that good feel, look good, feel good thing. Yeah. It's the same as on Instagram. Um, people will hype you up. They hype me up, then I in turn... You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cr- yeah. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, yeah, it's I really like it a lot. I think people with Instagram have this like idea that social media is this thing that is like almost bad. You know what I mean? And it by, can be by particip- Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course it was, can be. Or you know anything, I guess. Yeah. Uh, even before when you said like I got off Facebook, I uh, I thought it was just to not see Perth Now comments because they're fucking. Are they? Dude, you seen Perth Now? No, no. You know, you know what Perth Now is? It's no. like the the news. On oh, the news the thing. News, yeah. See, I don't watch news. So, 90% of the articles they put up are fucking rubbish, you know yeah, what I mean? Okay. Like, there was one on there this morning, woman gets slammed for having a full trolley's worth of discounted products from Coles. Like, that's not news, is it? You know, that's nothing. That, that's that's the opposite of news. That's shaming someone yeah, for getting a bargain. Right. Are you jealous that you didn't get those bargains? And like, the, the thi- you, you think that's bad, the comments. The comments of people who were like, I have a microphone, I need to yell something into it. Um, um, I agree, or I don't agree for, for this. And, and like, haven't even read the article. Yeah. And I mean, that side of social media, fucking terrible. But different platforms are different. Like for me, Facebook was a more mature, mature as in age. Yeah, 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 an older, an older demographic. Older demographic. Um, and recognising my primary target market, you know, was not that. Yeah. And also, yeah, it was the the help a sister out it was for me you know, there's a page called help a sister out yeah. it's built on recommendations and stuff and it was you know my clients were beautiful at referring but also when you're at full capacity or when you're going through a pandemic or you know whatever is just a lot yeah. and then you have to see you know there's always the you know people who like you said want a microphone and yeah yeah, yeah. now they gotta yell <laughs> i just didn't want to see anyone else being shamed in my industry or otherwise mm. and it was a lot of that come see my friend she's cheaper she's better you know like yeah or whatever and it would just hurt my feelings knowing that that person is an artist and they are trying and you know they're, they're doing well and just let them let them be yeah yeah i think through my experience in obviously what's going on here i've definitely like i see people doing stuff now and i'm like go do it right go do it yeah you know i don't think it's that great but yeah what do i know yeah. You know, and like we said before, do that for 15 years. Yeah. You're going to be the man. You're going to be perfect. Yeah. There's this one girl that I see running along the beach. Um, and recently I seen her yesterday morning. And she, I feel like she's where I started. And I see her pounding that pavement. Yeah. And I promise myself the next time my window's down, I always like to wind down my window down when I go along yeah. the beach because the sea breeze blows in it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Next time my window's down, I'm going to just give her a big yeehaw and hey, be like, woo! go girl, because yeah. she is killing it. And the fact that she's just started, that's that's half of it. And it's hardest to start. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think we just should be all building ourselves and each other up as opposed to yeah, tearing each, each other, other down. down. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that Facebook is like, let's say 35 plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like those guys have no idea how rude they are. They don't realize that the lack of tone and the lack of um, intention in their comment means that it's going to be perceived however. Yeah. And most of the time, when you're in a whole pack of dickheads, you're just a dickhead as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, they say, you know, here's my opinion. And it's like, hang on. Well, hey, mm. Rodney, calm down. 
Okay, Rodney, no yeah. one actually cares. No yeah. one actually asked you. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like this, uh, you know, you know, like our parents sort of attitude. We just like, just tell them how it is. You know, yeah. just don't need to beat around. Tell them how it is on the internet. You can't tell them how it is. Yeah, depending on the execution. And like, I'm all for people. Like, I will value someone's opinion. I will absolutely. That's your opinion. You're entitled to that 100%. But if it's... If it's going to tear someone else down... What's the point? It's not necessary. Mm. I, I will then cheer on someone else who's willing to tear you down because you teared them down. And what a vicious, awful cycle. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's, that's a vampire on your energy. That's mm-hmm. a vampire on their energy. Yep. And that energy we could have been using on something else has now gone to, I'm going to attack you because you attacked that. None yep. of this matters. Nah. But I, don't, I can't decide whether it's come with age for me or whether it's come with all the changes and growth and stuff since COVID but like I used to see someone else's success and this is super honest but I used to see someone else's success internally as as not as a threat but you know it's not my fail but I would feel like that yeah and hey 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 it's okay Louie it's okay who that no she thinks it's me oh but you're here puppy puppy yeah if you don't get onto her she'll go nuts Go nuts. Oh, it's okay. I know. Hey, chill. You stay here. Stay here. <laughs> stay here. Should I let it go for a second? <laughs> no, hold her. Definitely hold, hold her hold back. Her. Yeah, otherwise she'll just Come take here. it as a cue to go. Come here, girl. What are you doing? I do know that feeling though. I Only just recently have I stopped seeing Street X posts and feeling like he's attacking me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, anyone, anyone doing anything great, yeah. anything that I wanted to do, live in the jungle, you know, run in the morning, yeah. do great makeup, even be close to, you know, the quality of work I do, because I am the best. Yeah. But, you know, I, I would be a threat. It would be like, oh, I have to be, you know, I couldn't just be happy for anyone. Yeah. Now I'm genuinely happy for everyone and I can pick a positive out of up until, you know, my beautiful dog died. Yeah. I could pick a positive out of everything that yeah. I can't. But yeah, and I think it's- You got all that time with him, but that's the positive. The memories, the memories I will never, I'll never, never forget. Mm. My whole house is just a shrine. I can imagine. Oh, it's incredible. I can imagine. It's incredible. I'm like, we did some shit, bro. Yeah. But he was he was my sidekick, my yeah, yeah, best yeah. friend through all everything. We we had some times. Um but yeah, I didn't realise how much that I feel like it gen there's a toxic energy ball that just forms inside you when you genuinely can't be happy for someone genuinely without being jealous that they've got this or you know whatever yeah and now that that's that's the freedom i think that literally makes you feel so free oh interesting that's the freedom is being able to be happy for people yeah and it's just like that yeah toxic that toxicity bleeds into your emotion and your actions because you feel like i feel like when i had that before like when i was driving trucks especially Mm. locked in a cab 12 hours a day you're not happy and you're just like you're driving past people who on a tuesday afternoon are going out for lunch and Mm -hmm. you're like fuck these yeah yeah you know yeah absolutely and you look for fault in everything yeah anything that can you can have an opinion about and negative and again maybe that's what people on facebook are doing you know like negativity over positivity yeah maybe they're living lives that they secretly or subconsciously hate living lives of desperation and the only way that balloons out is on facebook i genuinely think so Mm. and they might not like you said before they might not even realize how insensitive they're being 
it's just a lack of patience care whatever yeah yeah because they, they just don't have that awareness or they're just not happy or moral of the story is just be happy yeah yeah make yourself what do i enjoy and every time you go to comment something on on facebook or instagram just really look at the comment like i comment at least a hundred times a day oh, do and, you yeah yeah, yeah. on and, facebook or on on instagram oh, okay and that's like each one of those comments you won't find me being negative you won't no I'll, god no I'll, I'll like throw some humor in there yeah like any chance i get but i'm if it's at the cost of anyone or anything it's like fuck man i can I'm, i comment so much i don't need to be i don't this isn't worth it to me this one one no. win no. right and if people are com- if people are commenting a normal amount which may be five ten times a day yeah. if i can do it a hundred times and be diligent mm-hmm. before the sun's even come up then you can be better as well yeah yeah so it's like you see these Perth Now comments and yeah, sure, I'm still adding fuel to the fire by even looking at it, <laughs> by following it, yeah, sure. Yeah. But like I look at that and it's just like, why guys? Why? Boredom. Boredom. Lack of fulfillment. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I spend time on my phone in blocks. Like I'll have phone time and it's not scheduled, mm. but I'll like pick up my phone. I'll be on my phone for as long as I feel and then it's a way. Yeah. It's a way. Like I'm the worst. I'll take two days to reply to you or, yeah. you know, I've got at least 25 dms just pending yeah and it's yeah it's not because i I hate anyone it's never personal ever i always do worry about that that's one thing i do worry about what other people think i just i don't want them to ever think that me not responding or applying is them it's just adhd (laughs) that's a conversation in itself people having that like but again it stems from being unhappy and be unfulfilled and that lack of confidence blah 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 but um, I now look at it as a big picture and go, at the end of my life, I feel like I'm going to get this report and it's going to be like, you spent 25 years on your phone commenting yeah. on Perth Now or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want that. Yeah. So I will very rarely comment. I'll comment on someone else who has hyped me up because they, when I see their posts and see them happy or see them succeeding. You want to celebrate that win? Yeah, or even if they're going through a hard time or something, I'll, my heart will warm because I'm like, mm, I, I genuinely have fire for this person inside me, so I'm going to give them some love. Yeah. But I don't do it a lot because I don't want that report at the end of my life to be like... You wasted this much time. You spent so much time on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Fuck all. Yeah, it's hard, <laughs> isn't it? I, I, I tell you what, it's besides business besides you know being a person or being in a relationship just being a human at the moment is really fucking hard yep the consideration and obviously all of this stems from if we're going to break it down all of this stems from we've come too far on the evolutionary scale we've got too much time to think we don't have to fend for ourselves we can get shit at a moment's notice so we have all this time to be anxious about things that don't worry Mm. that then stems into these problems that don't exist and that then creates culture Mm. of fucking anxiety Fear. Of, of fear. Everything stems from fear or love. They're the two, two main right. emotions. Yeah. And you've got those two main drivers and most of them are leaning over to the fear side rather than the love side. Mm. And then most of those people have that toxic thing where they're looking mm-hmm. for the problems because they've got this thing inside them of, of being unhappy or being unfulfilled. So it's like being like, I've got fucking a hundred solo podcasts and about 10 podcasts with people out there in the ether mm. that I constantly think about what have I said that'll fuck me up in five years time. Oh, don't live like that. But that is an example of this 2022 <laughs> yeah. living, you know? Yeah, 100%. It's like, even as a female going out on a Saturday night at Fitzy's, is like, are you worried about getting too drunk and someone recording a video of you that goes mm. viral and, and X, Y, Z? It's like, that sort of shit, that's new, that's very new, mm. you know? I, f- 
I feel though, and I, I guess it's again back to you know, like social media could be the bad guy, but it, it's it's not social media. It's us and how we are in the present and how we perceive and how we use it. If you are in a good headspace or you're a creator or you're you know you're constantly looking to improve yourself you'll go online and be inspired yeah and if you aren't and you're you know fulfilling your life with shiny things and comparing yourself to your friends and constantly trying to be better for the sake of the joneses or whatever then you're going to go on there and be like "Mm, i want i want to screenshot that lounge room because i want mine to look exactly like that and yeah i mean it works basically the end of the story is I think you just have to be happy with yourself and that's why that self-love and self-growth and self-work is so important and much like you just said like you know that fear of a girl you know getting drunk and going to pitsies or whatever and you know perhaps getting someone like someone films them doing something whatever but if you're authentic in yourself and you're comfortable in yourself and you know like you don't have to think about how you act because you know how you act because it's genuine so yeah you know if someone filmed me well, i mean what would they film me doing having a shot or dancing like a yeah 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 exactly i was gonna say the word we're not allowed to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh there it is like, dancing like you know uh, i don't know yeah, someone yeah. who can't dance well, i'd like own that no coordination yeah there, yeah. <laughs> yeah there we go that's what I was <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah, and obviously a lot of that comes back to um, understanding your authentic self. Yeah. Being able to like represent your authentic self, especially online is a big thing. I think that's something that like has been part of my success so far is that I've like, I'm starting to get what black ink is. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, cool. I don't really need to fake much anymore. Yeah. I can just go, no, no, no. This is what I think is cool. Yeah. Do you want to buy it? You do? Cool. Yeah. I want to do the best. Actually, that's where I was going before. The um, emotion... Uh, connected to like the experience that you create for people yep. is actually I feel at its core in in my business and I would say it's the same for your business is what you're selling because I know that like getting people to go onto my Instagram my website go to the product to purchase it to pay for it that's all very hard but to impress you when that thing arrives at your house is actually the hardest and it's something that like a lot of businesses like how many things have you ordered you pull it out of the post bag it's in a plastic bag you mm. order it. it's folded with the same shit that everyone else is, mm. else gets mm. it's like that's not what's that and i paid 80 dollars for this i'm easily pleased i'm actually quite easily pleased um you know if i'm if and not that i ever am probably ever again but you know if i'm going to louis vuitton and paying five grand for a handbag mate i want all the fruit yeah i, yeah, yeah. I want i want a glass of champagne on, on arrival i want them to treat me like i'm their only customer yeah but I mean, to be honest, I would probably not feel that way now. But um, it's the little things for me when I receive it, something in the mail or whatever. Like, um, I mean, I don't even barely shop anymore yeah. at all. Um, but you know, even if something comes in a plastic bag, if it's like that, you know, that recycled. Yeah, yeah, that matte. Yeah, and it's like kind of hazy, and it's like I'm like, oh, that feels nice. Like that's enough. That's yep. enough for me. Or a ribbon or a bit of twine. Or but still, even... we're talking about more than nothing. Yeah. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'd still be happy with nothing if I liked the product. Yeah. So I think yeah, I, I really go with that. And it's probably because of the feedback that I've got that people go like, oh, I love getting your stuff because it's always arrived the same. Have you ever got anything from me in the mail? No, but I, I see a lot on... Yeah. So the, the bag with the thank you card, the yep. stickers, yep. and like everything's handwritten by yep. me. I think that that is what's selling. That's what's keeping my customers warm more so than the product. What's that? It's that creating a rapport yeah. with your consumer. And 
I started doing, because that's all I could do during COVID was I was like, how am I going to eat? How do you monetize? Yeah. yeah. So I was doing deliveries on the stock and the products that I already had. Yeah. Um, and same sort of thing. I've got like salad sugar, little, you know, almost looking like Mentos mints, like yep. they're custom made. I'd put them in there. Always write a thank, thank you for, you know, supporting me during these uncertain times. Yeah. And would deliver it, you know, put some special bits in there, maybe a couple of testers, maybe some herbal tea bags or whatever. It was just special because yeah. everyone was struggling. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah they were going to get a great skincare cleanser or whatever, or you know, an eyebrow pencil, but they were also going to get a card saying, I appreciate you. And yeah. if you need me, I'm here as much as you're there for me, hands down. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I just, you keep going back to like, if I was a customer, what would blow my mind or what would I appreciate? You know, that's like, I always think when I get shit in the mail, because I'm like, every yeah, dollar to me Yeah, I was just worth. trying to think. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A good product predominantly. Yep. Fast delivery or service would be, you know, something that's going to be convenient. Again, very easily pleased. True. Yeah. That's Tell it. me, you, you've had the experience of going to Louis Vuitton and spending thousands of dollars. Mm. That's something that I like, I was, is out of my ballpark of my head just because it's like, that's probably never going to happen. What's yeah. that like? Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, they do treat you pretty great. Yeah. Like they do. Um, Gucci's the same, you know, they're just very, very attentive. Yeah. And I guess that's something that I've always adapted for my clients as well, you know, like, mid-service are you comfortable doing that chair up or down how's the temperature in here how's this how's that you know is that eye watering are you okay you know all that sort of stuff yeah. um there's there's nothing i won't do to make my clients service better and i guess the same sort of thing and i i did used to always look to the the bigger brands the prestigious brands because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're popular for a reason yeah they've already figured it out yeah, yeah. um and any business particularly um over east or internationally i would always because they're always so far ahead of us you know in so many ways but i'd always look at their services their their layouts their setups and be like well what can i bring back and do it better and put my own spin on it yeah um but yeah you do anything you buy at any of the designer shops you know you, you they ask you if you want a beverage, whoever you're with gets a beverage, even if they're not buying anything. Yeah. The place is immaculate. There's no dust. There's no crumbs. Every time they pull out a bag, they've got cotton gloves on and stuff. Like, wow. it's it's the full deal. So um, how long does that experience last? Like, if you're going in there to buy a handbag, is that like a half hour thing or? Depends. Um, Obviously, if you want to be in and out quickly, I get that. But yeah. like, what's the sort of... Mm, yeah, about half an hour, even longer sometimes. Yeah. Depends on how many people are in there. Depends on, you know... Um, how many people you've got working with you as well like yeah. if you continue to look they'll wait for you more it's like no no i'm just here for that <laughs> i've been saving up for that for like three months yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i know exactly what i'm here for yeah yeah but i'll <laughs> pretend that i'm looking at this 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 and this as well yeah. so oh, I get this would go shape. well with this wouldn't it like yeah. yeah it's double the amount you're like next time i'll come back yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh i'm i'm gonna do some walking around the city i'll come back after yeah yeah don't come back <laughs> no. crazy and i'm guessing the packaging for i mean bag box bag yeah. bag um bag always like a your, your paper carry bag yeah. then always a box yeah then always a dust bag um within that there's a leaflet which is your receipt but it's in a a separate cardboard folded yeah like a service manual for a car absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> that so good. yep so you got your receipt and then you've got your information about the product you bought as well um 
if they really think you're going to spend some money, you might get a couple of perfume samples or something. Yeah. You know, like, you're like, mm. Um, because you put all your good shit on to go to the designer. Naturally, yeah, 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 yeah Every course. bit of jewellery you've got, you know, anything designer. It's like putting your boots on to go to the Harley shop. I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I ride. Put your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put your Harley tee on, you yeah. know. Um, put your shades on. But yeah, same sort of thing. It's very, it's very well marketed and it, it's, it's great. Yeah. Paper's quality, you know, it's not just like smooth paper. It's like got that. Um, everything is thought of. Everything. Yeah. yeah. They change their, so this is a, this is about guests, which is not nowhere near what Louis Vuitton or Gucci are, but it's, it's and a more affordable designer. So they, every season they change their logo every yeah. single season and i never used to understand it. it used to actually irk me because i used to like their bags a lot and um i'd be like i like their logo last season why did they change it i know every because i've spoke to people they liked it too yeah why have they changed this thing i don't like as much it's because of all the knockoffs in in oh, other countries so they can say ahead of the curve absolutely <laughs> and so if someone just bought that bag with that logo they know that it's a fake because it's not available from the genuine store anymore so they right. were always switching it up which i i loved that they yeah. were always changing faster than their competition could keep up and i definitely implemented that particularly at whitnam street um because when you're if when you're ahead of the game or you know when you're doing well in your industry in you know any area you're going to have people who just go i'll just do that yeah, yeah. By yeah, the time yeah, they're course. doing that, you're like, oh, that's cute. I've done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same as McDonald's and HJ's, for example. You'll notice that McDonald's will do all the ideas. HJ's will just copy and tweak. Yeah, McCafe was around for a minute before HJ's got coffee. Eh? Yep. Every, yeah. Everything. You watch it now that I've mentioned it. It'll be the same with like burrito breakfast wrap. You know, McDonald's will start it and then... All of a sudden they yeah. have it as well. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. McDonald's are doing this thing, I've noticed, and it's like a... Um, uh, eco-friendly, environmental, sustainable, you know, packaging. They're worried yep. about calories. They're trying to make things more healthy. You watch. HJ's and we next. They'll be right there. Interesting. Mm. So basically, McDonald's spend all the money on their marketing. HJ's save all that money by just waiting to see what McDonald's do. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I know like, like lost bills and I don't, uh, this isn't from the horse's mouth, but this mm. is obviously as I... Um, kind of saw it happening but Lost Bills got really good when Matt came back from Melbourne with a bunch of ideas yes and then all of a sudden the yep. aesthetic of Lost Bills changed completely and then it was always changing which yep. is in turn something he learnt from Melbourne yep. and now would you believe it he's back in Melbourne yep. it's like yep. that's such a great example of like Lost Bills for a hot minute there it's like oh Lost Bills is the the vibe mm -hmm. and, play. and it, mm -hmm. is, it still does have that vibe but it had that real fire for a while yep. it's like yeah because he took something that was already not that it's a bad thing but he saw what was working and he implemented it yeah see know? that's I I wouldn't and only because I have over the years so many years have seen it done to, and felt it and know the pain and how frustrating it can be so I I would never copy someone in any industry and just do it i would always how can i improve this yeah so like you know the first time i went to america um i went to a lot of salons and day spas and stuff over there yeah nothing <clears> like <throat> anything that i've been to here at all here or over east anywhere i yeah. was like this is insane so i'll i'll take this model and the things that i think work for me because obviously much different scale than yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. the spa at the bellagio in vegas to you know 146 forest ave yeah but i would be inspired by something so incredible and so far away that that would make me unique by putting 
my own twist on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that worked really well um, for me, but... I think it's the same as, like, you know, I, as I said before, like, it brings me to tears watching what Daniel Bradshaw does with Street X. Like, I watch his marketing campaigns. I'm like, where the fuck did you come up with that, mm-hmm. you know? But then... I mean, you, you would have followed the whole international shipping thing that mm-hmm, I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I dude, did. How fucking hilarious. People still think I'm starting a shipping company. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> it's, it's the best marketing I've ever done. Amazing. But it, that's a great example of like, okay, there's this way of building a narrative around the product yep. and then marketing the narrative, not even the product. And yep. the product sells just because it sells, you yep. know? Yep. So with that in mind, it's like, okay, cool. I've taken that inspiration. What is that when I... When I uh, interpret that into black ink mm-hmm. into the black ink language what does it look like what does it feel like what does it sound like mm-hmm. and when you like start having those conversations then that creativity just you know it goes crazy because you're like I've got the bones of it yep just fill it in that's all know? it takes is that inspiration yep 100% yeah love anyway that. I'm absolutely busting for a piss so I reckon we should wrap it up so here so am I actually yeah, let's bloody do brilliant it. thanks for coming on the podcast am I the first girl you're the first female this yeah. is amazing I yeah, was going to ask I. that well Oh, Louie's been... Actually, she was even on podcast number one, so... Aw, second, second girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second bitch. Bloody oath. But thanks for coming on. I really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. It was great. Of course. Anyway, awesome. don't forget, like and subscribe to everything. Go on my Instagram page. Give me all the love. 100%. Go on, oh, and your Instagram page is? Business is salon underscore sugar. Um, and my personal is... I think I'm sugar hub on everything now. Sugar underscore hub double B. Oh, hell yeah. Check it out, guys. Yeah. We are officially out. Yo! Woo!